Welcome to the bonus episode. Hey gamers. I'm Will. I'm Adric. And uh, while we're doing a bunch of video game shows, we figured we would talk about the video games that we're playing and, currently. Uh, I would say more than just currently. I would say that, that the ones that I think we're going to talk about, no spoilers, are like games that have uh, been basically since they came out or since the um the progenitors of them came out in some cases have been uh a part of our lives like for the entire <laughs> their entire lives yeah almost. i mean i guess this one i've gotten more into lately yeah. since i like really figured out how to play it properly which um, is definitely necessary on this one which is yeah good god this game's hard um and what game so, is that? So this game is Noita, which is an action roguelike from Nala Games. Came mm-hmm. out in, I want to say 2019. Um, but it was in like open beta prior to that. Yeah. And um, so it's an action roguelike uh, 2D pixel art, but every single pixel has its own physics. And that sounds For one thing. like one of those things that you would say as like um an E three show real tagline, but but right. no really. But it's extremely <laughs> true. It's extremely true. Sometimes detrimentally so. Uh and you play the the Noita or Minye, uh, which just means myself. Um Oh, that's cool. Uh Noita is the Finnish word for which and that's cool too. All of the all of the names in this are um are Finnish, like all of the names for enemies and all that kind of stuff. But that's getting more deeply into the lore stuff. Basically, you play this little wizard guy and you get your wands and you go down a hole. Yep. And um, as far as like, and I can speak a little bit more to the new player experience just in the beginning here. Um, you you walk down this path and you're you've heard about this game if if you've purchased it you've heard about the fact that there are these spells and you cast them and sometimes they're dangerous that was like all that i sort of went into the game understanding Uh um and the the simulated pixels thing and so uh you like walk down this hill um after entering the mouth of a cave you kick over a cart there's like it's it's pretty it's very cool um, and then you cast your first spell, um, and it hits an exploding barrel, and it incinerates the entire area around you, catches you on fire, and you fall 500 feet into a cave mouth and die. Yep. And it's a roguelike. It, it has, I would not call it a roguelite, right. which is the more popular version of the genre, like Hades or something like that where you have um, things that you pick up that will help you in future runs. Right. Uh, there there are some spell unlocks, but those are very... Not, not like extremely late game for some of them, but they're late-ish game. And they're also kind of uh, minimal in their, like, total effect that they have on the, uh, on the game. I would say that they are not, like like huge additions that that greatly boost the likelihood of success for you you know oh yeah they don't 
Well, they don't especially um, increase the likelihood of, of success, but they do greatly increase the scope of the game. Right. As they will open up like new areas and stuff like that. And I, I will mention we're going to go full on spoilers oh, yeah. 100%. for Which... this because there's all kinds of shit. I would say hearing about spoilers, especially hearing about them and not seeing them didn't affect my experience playing through more of the game um just because oh, yeah. it feels so good to do all the things that we're going to talk about yourself yourself well, the, ga- the game just mechanically feels great yeah and it's you almost need spoilers in order to do a lot of this stuff to be frank unless you really oh, want to yeah. dive in and like there's there's even just little stuff that you need to learn like yeah. the toxic sludge that's all around the first level you can turn it into water if you pour water into it from your flask. Yeah. So you always want to have water on you because in that first level, at least, you want to be able to throw water on yourself if you light on fire and you want to be able to turn all the toxic sludge into water. Yeah, having water is like a a weirdly... Um, regardless of the level you're on, it is like always valuable. Um. When you get super late game, it's not like you don't need it. I guess the last level, uh, but that's any like of the extremely just sort of kill you. That would. Oh no, no! I mean, like oh, late, late, extra late, late like late, late game where you're doing a god run, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Uh, which, yeah, I don't even know how we transition into that. <laughs> so you're you're basically gonna play this game for like maybe 40 50 hours where you're just desperately trying to get to the bottom of the hole yeah and take out the boss and in between and, these sections you you come to like little um like breakpoint areas uh yeah that are the holy, the holy mountain, mountain which i have not heard them state that it was inspired by yodorowsky's holy no mountain fucking but way i like not. to think that it was yeah yeah there's vibes like you're playing it you're there's alchemist stuff and all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the Holy Mountains, you get your health back. You get a spell refresh. Some of the spells are um, like limited use. Limited use. Like if you have bombs, then you get three bombs. If you have uh, like black holes, those come in sets of threes. Um, so you get to refresh those. Then there'll be a store that's either selling spells or uh, wands. Which we and need to talk about how what yeah. the relationship between spells and wands is. So the easiest way to look at it is that spells are decks and then wands are the or spells wands are, are decks and spells are the cards in your deck. And they'll have a shuffle or no shuffle on the wand, which means that either it shuffles the cards every time that it picks one uh and then it throws that one into the discard shuffles up the remaining ones and draws one uh every time that it casts or no shuffle which means they're there in the order that you set yep exactly so no shuffle is definitely preferable because it makes a more predictable wand yep um and then the wands have all these stats on them it's very uh uh floating pointy yeah there's a lot of like like little math in it tiny little differences 
um, have like reverberating effects. And a lot effects. of, uh, yeah, and there are little like secret effects that you don't know on some of the spells. Yeah, when you're first starting out, like um, but like at a base level, the mechanics here are you have a a cast time delay, which is in between each like time in between you use each your spell you use your wand each card draw yeah exactly yeah and then you have a refresh which is every time the deck would wrap around and mm -hmm. and either shuffle itself again or just start again if the wand doesn't shuffle you have a delay for right. those um and that's yeah that's basically how those work mm -hmm. it's an ungodly complicated system when you actually get into it yeah because uh, Think of your, your deck of cards, except each card in your deck can potentially influence the one after it or influence the base mechanics of the wand itself. Then, of course, you've got your your base wand stats. And so when I was first playing the game, it, it's incredibly difficult just to even know whether or not a wand is good. I was just like, um, oh, yeah, will, just when you, you pick it up together and I'd be like, OK, well, um, here's 10 numbers. Tell me if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like let me just uh look at your stream and and compare these things because it all yeah. really is interoperable and depends a lot on what you have access to and and all these things because you are building yeah a deck and, of and cards. it's extremely like when you get late game if you don't know how the all these things work together then you're gonna run into problems yeah, i'm just, just pulling up out. an image of uh my current travel wand <laughs> I looked at that so, and I understood so little of what I was looking okay. at. Okay. The way that the way that the travel wand that I'm using currently goes, uh it has starts with add mana, which adds on cast delay, but also uh adds thirty mana every time you activate the wand. Yeah. And so mana is a resource good. obviously, like most games, that you have to spend yep. in order to cast the spell. And yeah. so add and then mana you have is a uh just gives you that bonus where yeah it just gives you a little bit of extra mana to cast the subsequent spells yep. um so then we have a chainsaw which just speeds the wand up a chainsaw uh, which is like, a very integral part of uh it, a lot of wand builds yeah a lot of like your machine gun builds are very good uh with chainsaw uh then it gets complicated uh we have add trigger <laughs> Um, and how do which, triggers work well? So a trigger spell means that you cast that spell, and when that spell's done, it will cast the next subsequent spell in the wand at the location where it ended. Precisely. Uh, so that's affecting a teleport bolt. Teleport bolt just sends a bolt, and it teleports you to where it ends up. It's a small teleport bolt. Uh and then uh, then it gets really, really complicated because it starts <laughs> on the spells that you only get if you kill certain bosses. So then we have a uh, gamma, which casts the last spell in the wand, uh, but gamma only costs 30 mana. Uh, but, and gamma is casting the spell at the end of the wand, which is omega, and omega recasts every spell that's on the wand Whoa. and the reason that we're doing it that way is because after the gamma i have a wand refresh 
which makes the it just stops the um the functional portion of the wand right there. Oh, that makes more sense. That was the piece that I was missing because what that what that modifies for you, I imagine, is the fact that you are you no longer need to actually ever pay the the real cost of Omega because I imagine right. Omega's mana cost is super high. It's like 250. Yeah. And so instead Something you're like using that. gamma to pay 30 for it instead of 250. And then right. you're using your your wand refresh, the wand to refresh circuit to make it to not start. do that. Yeah, uh, and then the thing with casting the omega is that then it will also cast. Uh, I have after the wand refresh, a black hole and a healing. Um, it's called circle of vigor. Yeah, uh, and then oh, also does that negate the uh, the the like the charge cost? for yes oh, yeah it sick. it prevents it from using the charges on either of those because it's not casting those spells it's casting gamma that's amazing um and then i also have modifying the gamma is a modifier called nola which just makes everything it makes the uh the spells that are in gamma only last for one frame so it just keeps the black holes from flying all over the place. Sure, 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 sure. So the way that this functions oh, that's is very cool. you teleport. If you hit something, then it will trigger off the um, the add trigger. So then it'll cast a one frame long black hole and a one frame long uh, circle of vigor. So... You can dig through literally anything in the environment and you are healing while you do it. It's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. But and and yeah, so that's the extremely complicated spell system. And what's amazing about this as somebody who's played the game a little bit but has like really struggled is is the difference in power scaling. Like it doesn't seem too difficult to eventually get the combinations of spells. Um there are certain things that uh, I think you'll go into later that guarantee this, more or less guarantee yeah. this. Um, but kind of so much like I thought that I was doing great because I, I had a like spell trigger with add mana and a couple other things that uh, on collision cast a um, a plasma bolt that I could control the direction of. And I was like, this is the best digging tool that will ever exist. I am God, <laughs> and um, some sometimes I accidentally boot myself with the plasma, and I die and instantly. Die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the difference between that and where you have ended up is so astronomically wide. Oh yeah, and, and you need to you need to know things like at this level to kill some of the bosses. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Okay, so. I, I think that the game narratively even uh, brings brings that feeling because you get to the end, like you actually finish the game. Uh, you get the Sampo, you get the salt, you fight the last boss, you go into the great work and you finish the work and it just turns everything in the world and you into gold. And listener, you, die. you don't need to know what any of those words mean. It's okay. Yeah, basically, you're you're playing an alchemist, and the end point of alchemy is to make gold. 
And so you so do. You make it, you and You finish cold. it. Yep. And you die. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of makes you think, hey, maybe, maybe there's a higher level of this thing. <laughs> maybe. So that's, that's when you start getting orbs. Orb. So, yes, there are many orbs. There are the orbs of true knowledge, um, which notably every single one of those, uh, does unlock at least one spell. Like, the easiest one to get is the one over the Fire Lake, and that unlocks uh, the tentacle spells. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so you get the orbs, uh, e and even then, if you still uh, finish by just killing the boss and going into the work, it still turns everything into gold. What you just have you, to do... Right? Yeah, including you. Oh, including you still. <laughs> That's yeah. So then if you get uh, five or more orbs and you have to run the salt up to the uh, the altar that's above the mountain at the start of the level. So go like at the start of the, the whole down, game. You have to go all the way back up. Yeah, you have to go all the way back up and uh, give the orbs to the gods. And if you've done like five to seven orbs, then you get into new game plus. If you've done 11 orbs, then it turns everything gold except for you, uh, which then to end the game, you just have to figure out a way to die. <laughs> um, you just have to fall very far. How do you even pull that off? You have to make a wand that will kill yourself. Oh, sure. Um. But then uh, anything from 11 plus orbs, which is only possible in New Game Plus, because in, in a normal game, it only counts the orbs from the, uh, the primary world. Mm. Um, but there are... Well, when you say primary side, world... Yes. <laughs> what does you... What do you mean? So as, as you keep going in this game... There are more and more sections that you just didn't realize existed. And then you get to the side and there's these walls made of extremely dense rock. And then, which is like you know, actually maybe what it's you, called. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you get your way into there and you figure out, oh, all right, I can dig through extremely dense rock. I got like, you know, some of those Greek spells and I, I can make infinite black holes and I can dig through the rock. And then you come to a inner wall of cursed rock. And if you're in, in the vicinity of cursed rock, it does extreme amounts of damage to you the entire time that you're there. Yeah. So the easiest way to get through there is to use something called ambrosia, which if you stain yourself with this liquid, then you don't take any damage. So you uh, angle your you angle your black holes somewhat downward so that the ambrosia is falling on a slope and you like <laughs> chase the ambrosia down so that you don't die. Right. And then you get through and let's say uh, let's say you're heading east or you're heading to the right. And you get through there and then there's more extremely dense rock and you get through that. And then it says entered East Lake. 
There are an infinite number of parallel worlds to the left and right it's that so cool. are basically a copy of your set. Someone actually did uh, go as far as they could and they got to, I believe it was uh, West World 511. Oh my God. Um, before the game just like entirely took a shit. Yeah, just literally couldn't handle that many yeah. instances anymore. Um, so that's kind of how you get extremely powerful in this game is you keep... I'm surprised you it go doesn't... to the parallel worlds. You get all the perks from there. I'm surprised it doesn't like dump them from memory, like have, you know, store 255 or whatever, and then dump the rest from memory into a, um, a save state file that it doesn't need to like keep access to and just reload those and, and essentially store store them as seed data and to re regenerate it oh but i suppose you are yeah it needs to have all the persistent the stuff yeah yeah oh geez. so it it loads in like all of the areas that you've actually been to right um like my last save before i brought it to new game plus was something like 300 megabytes yeah because it it's simulating every pixel right and Everything if you that's been like influenced. go back to where you were and things aren't the same, then that's not satisfying. Right. No, I agree. Um, this is a better concession. It's just having the game yeah, crash. The concession push is, it too is far. just having having it just be intense on your fucking computer. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can also. Oh, all right. So I didn't uh, clarify. So if you get more than 11 orbs, then you get toxic gold. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. But then if you get 33 orbs, which means you have to get the 11 orbs from the main world in New Game Plus, you have to go to East World 1 and West World 1 and get all 11 orbs from there. All of those are orbs of corrupted knowledge, so you need to like protect yourself with Ambrosia to even get them, uh, because they just do immense amounts of damage to you. <laughs> um so you get your 33 orbs, you kill the boss, you run the thing up to the uh, the altar above the mountain, and you restart the world, and everything's peaceful. And what does none that of actually the, entail when you say everything's so peaceful? No, none of the enemies are attacking you. Aww. None of them are attacking each other. You can just kind of, like, walk around. Just vibe out. Yeah, which I I really like that as it's their beautiful. like final thing when it's like, yeah, you gained all the knowledge and realized that like, no, gold isn't what it's all about. It's all about, you know, life. It's all about vibes. Um, and then, yeah, there is a lot of lore in the game, but none of it's very approachable. Yeah. Uh, because... For one thing, it's all written down in a runic alphabet, <laughs> which so the runes are are just like a, a cipher code where you can translate them directly, but it translates them into Finnish and then you have to translate it from Finnish to English. Yeah, which is fun. Uh, it's cute. So I can just go through the uh, we probably have time for like one of these uh do you want the uh 
the creation lore or the secret messages? Ooh. Let's do creation lore. I feel like secret messages is something that like um, the listeners of this might be intrigued enough to like go and dig out. Um, yeah, but creation lore I, I like, like the nice... secret messages because it it feels very much like the creators of the game talking directly to you, which ha- happens in in just a few games. Um, <laughs> most of them by European de- developers, which is interesting. Um, yeah, like um, which I, I guess we can al- we'll also. Example get into the gods when we're talking about the creation lore yeah all right so the creation lore uh all of this shows up in orb rooms if you put the correct uh fluid into one of the uh altars on the sides of the orb room Uh, starts off with The midsummer's loon flew over a swamp and landed at the base of a giant tree. The water bird laid three eggs. The first egg rolled from the nest and cracked. Blood flowed from the crack for seven days and seven nights. From the blood, life and death were formed. The egg white flowed to the west, forming the cold and the ice. The shell became the earth and the mountains. The yolk flowed east, becoming heat and flame. Finally, the egg hatched, and from it came nature. Nature created the laws of nature, set the animals, meadows, rivers, hills, and mountains. X days and X nights. Uh, The runes on those are kind of like smashed up. Uh, Past X times, nature worked by itself. It looked at its creation, and it was satisfied with them. There was harmony in the world. The second egg hatched, and from it magic was born. It looked at the creations of nature and it gave them a soul. Not just to the animals, but to materials too. Which is kind of getting into like the heart of alchemical thinking, where they thought that all the materials had a soul. So there were, you know, ways to combine materials that would, Mm. whatever. Uh, Continuing on. The burden of the soul refined and twisted the creations of nature. The nobleness of gold gave it its shine. The indolence of mud gave it a pungent smell. Magic broke the laws of nature. Nature and magic began to argue about how the world ought to be. The last egg hatched, and from it technology was born. Technology gave the animals of nature the ability to use machines and devices. And that's their whole creation myth. That's very cool. Yeah, like it, it's really cool and it's so cryptic and it cryptic but when you parsable. look yeah and it kind of informs everything throughout the game yeah because there are there are these little guys the he see uh you hit their base if you get to the third level of the thing and and yeah i was wondering what they was up have them. yeah they've got guns they have uh bombs they have like their lasers all this kind of stuff so that's the technology. And there are, you know, three gods in the game uh, that never get, like, mentioned directly or aside from uh, these eggs. Uh, but the game also has three creators. So it, <laughs> uh, it's pretty clear. Makes a lot of sense in that way. Yeah. And also the, like, way you anger the gods is by 
sort of cheating the game systems. Yes. Yeah, there there are a few things that you do that'll make it mention the gods. Uh, one is breaking out of the holy mountain in a way that's not unintended, but uh, somewhat cheaty. Yeah, I guess because like, just by like busting your way through. Yeah, one of the core mechanics of the holy mountain is that while you're in there, you can modify your your spells um, and like what wands they're on, etc. Um, but once you leave, it's supposed to take that ability away from you, and the holy mountain kind of collapses. But if yeah. you break out by destroying the very, very difficult to uh, maneuver through rock, you can just kind of come and go as you please. But um, uh, what happens? But if then you've you angered the gods. Yeah. If you do it once, oh, even once, yeah, 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 and, and it'll sometimes it just happens because like a worm got where it wasn't supposed to be, or like especially if you're down by the jungle mm. then the little uh the colmy guys the spider looking guys those can dig through anything oh cool uh so sometimes they'll just like work their way up into it and it's just like oh shit <laughs> now i got to fight steve and who's steve uh steve is a skeleton looking death guy who shows up if you anger the gods and shoots a bunch of uh missiles at you i love steve i'm such a huge fan of steve as a concept yeah uh and then if you kill steve three times then scott starts showing up and scott is like so much more difficult than <laughs> steve steve when you're fighting and one of the big problems is that he has this persistent shield around him that you have to you have to like break through that and then shoot at him while the shield's recharging. Yeah. Um, Which and is then kind Scott of has three of those. <laughs> and that is near impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you've crafted like a specific build and a specific wand to manage this. Right. And the last time the two of us played together, we used a mod called Noita together, which is sweet. It like, it's so good for learning the game. Yeah, because it connects your instances in that you both start with the same seed and you can see each other um, and you can like check out each other's wands, but otherwise are basically playing two independent games. Um, yep. Completely. Uh, there, there are parts in the mod where you can change stuff up. Like in the way that we had it, you can send each other gold, you can send each other wands, uh, but there are ways that you can set it up where it's like you're sharing perks, you're sharing oh, cool. uh, like health, health uh, gains, that kind of stuff. That's cute. But yeah, if I, I would highly recommend doing that because for one thing, it lets you just restart at the last holy mountain with whatever you've got. Yeah. So that's the it's, biggest it's good for <laughs> learning this extremely difficult game. It does instill some sort of like bad habits. Um or or like it's almost worth playing the game a few times by yourself to recognize how easy and how consequential death is because this sort of takes that away and makes you prioritize different things. Um, such that when you come back again, you might have a false sense of safety. Yeah. when uh, And that's another thing that I really like about this game is that no matter how much, like, no matter how powerful you are, 
no matter how uh how many like shields you have up you can still just accidentally step into a puddle of polymorphine and get turned into a sheep <laughs> and just die immediately as the gods intended yes like it, it's i i just really like that in a game I watched that, a video. Like, no matter how much power you've got, you're you just gotta watch out. Exactly. I watched a video of somebody took the um the toxic blood perk, and then um uh, one of the features of electricity is that it chains together um off of certain kinds of pixels, ostensibly um certain kinds of elements. And there's a a, yep. a specific enemy that's quite common actually. But if you have the toxic blood perk, you uh when you take a hit, it can sometimes chain from your own blood and instantly kill you. Yep. I just love it. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to know the consequences of your actions. Well, and I I also kind of like that conceptually about the game that every, you don't really get upgrades that work from run to run. You just learn stuff. Yeah. And through learning and playing a whole bunch then you're just like all right if i see those wizards with uh three points on the top of their head kill them kill them immediately prioritize (laughs) them over anything else because they shoot polymorph bolts and then once you kill them eat them so that you can be uh, so funny protected from polymorphing for like 150 seconds we were wrapping up that uh uh that knowing together run that the two of us were doing uh you had already made it down to the bottom and were streaming me trying to make it and uh there's a, a wizard that i killed and you just start shouting eat him eat him eat him <laughs> what do <Yes>. you mean <laughs> like okay. go over to him eat him <laughs> oh man um, uh, but yeah it's great. it's a fun and very like there's silly stuff to it. Yeah. There are very funny ways to die that happen constantly. Yeah. It's a blast. I, I would highly recommend like a, a lot of a lot of people don't have the same attitude that I tend to have, but if you have a friend there with you, then it's gonna be a lot more fun yeah. to just die. Yeah, it makes it a lot more time. Laugh at yourself. Smash yeah. your face into into the wall. Yeah. And to to learn all of these mechanics that Will learned over the course of six months, I was able to pick up relatively quickly in comparison because experimentation oh, yeah. was much easier. Well, and I've also watched a lot of video and and yeah, having some explain it. A- another another thing that's great about it is I've played like two hundred ninety hours. Oh my god! Of this game, <laughs> right? Uh huh. And last night, I'm. I'm playing, I'm running around the fungal caverns, right? Um, And I just shoot a worm that's following me. And this like... It was so cool. Black, this like black... This ichor. Fluid shows up and just starts taking over the entire screen. Just melting everything. Melting melting everything. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening and then i look it up and it's like oh all right that's void liquid which Naturally. happens when you get a uh, fungus toxic sludge and worm blood together 
And then if the void liquid touches um, fungal soil, which is what the entire section of the level is made of, <laughs> uh, then it turns the fungal soil very rapidly into more void liquid. So that's one of the things that's yeah. so cool. It's like the the simulated pixel things and, and what I meant by it persisting beyond gimmick is the fact that, yeah, like there are these circumstances where it happens in in the the world around you as a result of other things that are like usually chain reactions based on you, but not even always. And um, yeah, like my first experience of that was um, the alchemist's potion shops um or like shacks uh, and um which those are those are kind of a rare thing yeah there are there are like little structures and puzzles that show up that are kind of rare and um, this is one of them and uh the shopkeeper uh an alchemist threw a fireball and, or like a molotov cocktail basically incinerated the shells that all these potions are being stored on and so they crashed to the ground and started mixing. And them mixing does two things. One of one of two possible things. One is that they sort of float on top of each other depending on the density of the liquid, which is super cool. Or Yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> and become a new thing. Um, and that was how I learned about concentrated mana, is that there were two potions and they mixed together to form this. Or um, hastium, where... Uh, yeah the levitadium and the um acceleradium acceleradium mix like those those mixed up and there was hastium there that's so cool and i i do love that about the system too the way that it's like somewhat intuitive there's just stuff like okay uh your teleportadium yeah or teleportium i like teleportadium like better. better so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that nice. uh if you take regular teleportadium and you mix whiskey into it, <laughs> then it turns into unstable teleportadium because <laughs> you got it drunk. <laughs> I love that that implies that teleportadium has sentience in order to well, uh, produce the sentience effect. is implied by the lore. Is it really? Or not, not sentience, but all the materials having a soul. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Some of those souls interact with whiskey. Yeah, where it's like, okay, the soul of this thing is uh, teleportation and the soul of this other thing is confusion or drunkenness. Sure. Smash them together. Lack of accuracy, I guess. Yeah. That's so cool. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, any other closing yeah, thoughts on love, this beautiful love game? Love this game. Uh, love this game. Love just everything about it. it. I know it's not for everyone. But it's a game that feels like it was made specifically for me. Love that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so if it sounds interesting to you, if it sounds like vaguely interesting, just wait until it's like 10 bucks on Steam. Yeah. Uh, if it sounds very interesting, just get it now. it's a $20 game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. That's the other thing is it blows my mind that this game is $20 with the amount of fucking work that went into this. <laughs> right. Just... The amount of work and the amount of like potential content within. Yeah. Like there's, I guess there's no voice acting or anything like that, but it's still like an intense amount of work. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Oh, and the music is great. Music is great. The music reminds me of uh, Savage Planet, the 
Rene Leloup movie all the time when I'm watching or when I'm playing this game. So good. Yeah, that's Noita. And I guess uh, next week you'll be doing Destiny or Destiny 2. Yeah, probably. A game that I have not played. I've got lots to talk about. (laughs) And we'll see you then. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Mercury, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.